AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Man, adversity can be such a great thing for you, such a great experience, you know. But if you really think about it, it's the adversity in our life that really shapes us and develops us and teaches us perseverance and stick to itness and helps create the change. I always say, when there's no challenge, there's no change. Don't ever get caught up in being the best. Just get caught up in being your best. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project podcast. Joining me today is one of the biggest names in sports today, the head football coach from the Clemson Tigers, Dabo Sweeney. Coach Sweeney and I touch on a host of topics, including why he believes it's so important for kids to experience adversity, the importance of discipline, and why he always leads with love when teaching and coaching his players. Man, I am absolutely in fuego fired up right now. I have just another ridiculous guest. I'm so humbled and honored. He's on a tight schedule. I cannot thank him enough for coming on. Head football coach, the Clemson Tigers, Coach Dabo Sweeney. Coach Sweeney, thank you so much, sir. Yeah, glad to be with you. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, Coach. I'm doing great. And congratulations on reaching 150 wins in 14 years. You know, third fastest in history, I believe. And then, of course, uh, concluding your 11th season in a row with 10 or more victories. Just an unbelievable program you've built up. you become the standard. So congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Yes, sir. And I, I want, obviously, we're talking youth sports. We're talking athletic development, everything in between. And after your win at Iowa State, I read an article, I believe it was the next day in ESPN, and there was a few quotes in there from you that really stood out. You have a lot of parents, uh, a lot of youth athletes and coaches and such that'll listen to this. And I'm going to read one of the quotes from the article and kind of let you go from there. But um, you talked about adversity. You mentioned it several times. And in today's youth sports culture, and I'm a sports parent six times over, it's not easy. We're seeing a culture where parents are struggling with allowing kids to to go through struggle, to go through adversity. And you mentioned this team's journey was full of adversity, and we probably had more adversity this year than the last seven combined. Why is adversity so important? What does that 
what what makes that cause teams to become great and players to excel? Well, I mean, it's just, it's it's a part of life. And, you know, if you have breath in your body, you're going to deal with adversity in your life. Um, you know, sometimes uh, it comes earlier. Um, some people deal with a lot of adversity early in their life. Uh, some deal with it later in life. But regardless of when it happens, it, it's we all are going to deal with adversity. And I think sports in general um, really prepare us for that. You know, if it's done the right way, if if uh, you have the right you know foundation in place as far as your team and, and the right people, uh, man, adversity can be such a great thing for you, such a great experience. You know, it's not something that any of us like when we deal with it, but if you if you really think about it, it's the adversity in our life that really shapes us and develops us and teaches us perseverance and stick to itness and and uh, you know helps create the change. I always say, where there's no challenge, there's no change. And uh, if you want to grow strong muscles, you got to get in that weight room and you got to grind. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're not going to see any change if you don't challenge yourself. And I think, you know, adversity for me as a person of faith, to me, that's God's way of making us depend on Him and teaching us all that. Listen, you know, it's it's a part of life. Um, and for me, I always say, you know, it, it either defines us, destroys us, or develops us. And if you really have God as a part of your life, God will use the adversity to develop you into what your purpose is and a better version of you. And that's just what I believe. And that's kind of how I've always lived my life. I've always lived my life by, you know, God never says oops. God never says my bad. I think we have a perfect God and bad things happen in this world and in this life. Uh, But if you have that perspective, God will use it in a powerful way to not just glorify him, but to develop you into again what your purpose is and what you've been created for and the confidence that comes from growing through adversity serves you well as you go through the rest of your life and uh so you know it's just a part of and there's a difference between disappointment and adversity (laughs) uh for sure uh and our team this year had a lot of adversity and it gave me an opportunity to really connect with them in a different way, to teach them in a different way, and hopefully, you know, uh, equip them and prepare them as they move on with their life, especially with the way we were able to fight through the adversity and fight through the storm, if you will, and finish up, you know, um, 10 and 3 and in the top 15. And, and, you know, we're sitting there 2 and 2, 4 and 3, and lots of challenges, lots of, you know, people hurt, lots of things and lots of negativity. Uh, and then in the end, we finished up with, you know, with Alabama getting beat, we got the longest winning streak in the country in the Power Five. And, uh, and that's only because, again, we fought through the adversity and, and it's made us all better, uh, for sure. And I think that's what it does. And again, I'm sure you have personal experiences in your life where, you know, you had to face adversity. And I think that's what we all have to do. We have to face it and we have to go through it. You know, it's not something you can run from, uh, cause that doesn't make any better. You know, I'm 40, I'll be 43 years old in September, and a unique factor that you and I didn't have when we were coming up is the, the, the presence of social media, and you touched on, you know, when you were four and three, you know, these kids are on Twitter, they're on social media, you know, people forget that you're dealing, that you're coaching 18, 19, 20 year old, yeah, sure, they're men, but they're still, they're still young men. You know, they're still coming of age. They're still learning a lot. And it's different when you're a 30-year-old professional and you've dealt with a lot of things. How hard is it or is it a challenge for you? Or did you have to develop the knack to be able to manage the highs and lows of your players uh, while dealing with social media and things that come at them from that standpoint? 
No, it's definitely something that all coaches have had to adapt to over the years, uh, for sure, especially in the last decade, um, as it's become more and more prevalent. Because, you know, when I was playing, I mean, you just, I, I mean, you, you, you had, people have always been negative. People have always had snarky comments and, and strong opinions or whatever, you know, barbershop talk. But that's where it was. It was always just kind of in the barbershop, you know, with the boys talking. Or maybe there was a bad article written uh, with the local paper. Um, but what we have now is everyone has a platform. You know, everyone has a platform to criticize and to judge. And it's that's, that's a really scary sad part of social media and there's good things in social media but in my opinion it's mostly not good uh because again it gives a platform to a ton of negativity and you're dealing with young people and that is their world that they've grown up in if you're not equipped the right way and you let that stuff get inside of you it can really affect you and weigh you down and create doubt and fear and 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 all those types of things so it's, it's definitely something that, as coaches, everyone has had to uh, adapt to over the last decade and have conversations about and just and be able to teach, you know, what's important and trying to create an inside-out approach. That's something we talk about all the time. If you're going to be successful, you've got to be an inside-out thinker. You can't allow all that outside stuff to weigh you down. There's a saying that says, you know, ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because the water gets in them. And I think that's that's so true when it comes to social media, if you're not equipped properly. You know, it's funny, the, uh, you know, the youth sports dynamic now, everything is like a showcase, right? So it's, I got to get seen. And while there's a lot of good that comes from that, there's so many more opportunities. There's this whole idea that in order to reach the pinnacle or in order to reach, you know, become a college athlete or continue to excel, we have to put more concentrated effort and time into one concentrated area. Uh, I know from your background, you know, going back and talking to Coach Leggett and such, you know, you were, a, and even your, your children, if I'm not mistaken, are, are sampled and played a variety of sports. Have you seen a trend uh, from, you know, guys that you bring into Clemson where you see more single sport athletes or are you still encountering and finding, you know, guys that are playing multiple sports? And, and is that something that you look for along the recruiting trail, uh, guys that are more well-rounded and balanced in that regard? Yeah, that's definitely something that we look for, and it's something that I strongly encourage. Um, you know, I, I've always been a big proponent of cross-training that comes from playing multiple sports. I mean, I played three sports. I played football, baseball, and basketball my whole life, um, and I never stopped. I mean, so I'd just go from one thing to, to the next. And, you know, there's no doubt that's what prepared me to be successful when I did choose to go to Alabama. And, um, you know, just I think all the different dynamics that come from playing multiple sports, the different competitive aspects, the team dynamics, you know, uh, the cross training, et cetera, is, is so good for you. And, uh, yeah, you see it now all the time. That's one of the reasons I personally coached my kids in travel baseball for years because I wanted them to be able to be involved in other sports. And uh, we would play and play, and then we'd shut it down because it would be time for football and they play basketball. And I've just always been a big proponent of that, and that's something that we look for big time. And if you really study the NFL draft, uh, the majority of those guys going in the first round, they played multiple sports. You know, they were football, basketball, football, baseball, track, you know, whatever. And I just think, you know, it teaches you how to balance um, your life. It gives you time management skills, uh, you know, all those type of things. And 
you know, look right now in the NFL. I mean, we got a kid named Hunter Renfro who's tearing the NFL up for the Raiders. And this kid was a walk-on at Clemson, a uh, 155-pound walk-on. And, you know, he, he, he beat out a bunch of five-star receivers here at Clemson. And he's beat out a bunch of NFL guys. He was a fifth-round draft pick. Um, and so, you know, he was a big-time baseball player and a football player, and he played basketball. Uh, and I just think all of those things in the end, really help you from a competitive spirit standpoint. And uh, so I'm, I, I just think it's good to play as many sports as you can, certainly at least two, uh, to have that experience. You know, another part of that ESPN article, and I think it ties in with this, because, you know, when I think about, you know, my experience as a, as a sports parent, it's so easy to make an excuse, right? You know, uh, my kid's not playing shortstop. My kid's not the starting quarterback. So, you know, it's so easy now. Let's go to a different team. Let's switch up. So go back to that adversity. But at the same time, in your quote with ESPN, you said, what made this team was they didn't make excuses. And, and how important is it for parents, you know, to look at circumstances? And even though there could be a fear of missing out, oh my God, my kid might have to wait his turn or whatever. How much is it about teaching you know life through sport like hey let's not make an excuse that oh maybe the coach has it in for me or you know i'm just getting hosed maybe there's something to be said about waiting my turn you know let's take ownership of this circumstance let's find ways to get better do you think that that is a good way to help kids learn more about life as opposed to just keep flip-flopping everywhere and going in every different dynamic so that they can kind of roves pay for them yeah no absolutely i think you're you're dead on right there i mean what we've created is um, we're creating no consequences for young people, and I, and I don't think that's good. Um, not that there's not ever a right time for change or whatever, and there's certain always extenuating circumstances, but um, for the most part, we just made it uh, so easy. We've almost made it celebrated, uh, cool, and encouraged to give up. Uh, or to take your ball and go. Uh, and I don't think that's good. Um, I mean, I think about a guy named Charlie Ward, uh, <laughs> who was a basketball player and a football player at Florida State. Yeah. He had to, you know, he had to wait his time. And, uh, you know, he had other good players and he kept developing and you keep getting better. And, uh, you know, I, I absolutely, I think, you know, perseverance and not making excuses and stick to it. Those are, those are things that shape you for life. Uh, and those are foundational values that you have to have in life. And, uh, you know, again, and keeping the main thing, the main thing, you know, everybody thinks they're going to the NFL or the major leagues or the NBA. That's just not the reality. Uh, and so the, just staying focused on the long-term value of, you know, your process, your education, your experience, your relationships, you know, how you're developing as a person. To me, those are the, the most important things. And, um, you know, we got, we've kind of, you know, gotten away from that. Um, and again, there's, there's a right time for, for change for sure. But I just think we've made it so easy with no consequences, no barriers that you have a lot of young people that, aren't being properly equipped to handle, you know, real adversity or disappointment or, or maybe just, uh, you know, creating the right self-awareness that they're going to need as they move forward in life. How do you think NIL plays into this? Because I did an interview with a gentleman who's kind of covering that. And I mean, in some states, you know, you have high school kids that are, you know, parents are just trying to figure out how they can get comp. I don't even know the whole ins and outs of it, but it kind of changes the whole dynamic. It almost seems like it's professional sports. Have you found, like, how is the NIL going to play into recruiting? And, you know, do you think the whole youth sports, these kids coming up now through it? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, hopefully, uh, I'm, I think there's a lot of unintended consequences going on with that. I think I think the intention was good, and I think there's a lot of positives with it that guys can actually, you know, 
earn money. It's not like free money. Like, you know, you have to go do it and you have to work for it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with someone being able to uh, be paid to go work and do something, you know, whether they want to go home and run a camp at their high school or, you know, whatever. Uh, I just think that there's no uniformity and it's created a lot of chaos. Um, there's no from state to state it's different um, certainly anytime you have an opportunity you have you know people try to manipulate the situation and use it uh, for the wrong reasons and things like that so definitely everybody's having to deal with that but my bigger concern is that you can have some young people um, really lose their focus and get distracted by short-term money because at the end of the day it's very short-term money and you know Next thing you know, you're, you're not focused on the long-term value, again, of your education, of graduation, of really developing the tools you need as a man, you know, development as a player, all those type of things. Um, so I think there's a lot of pitfalls that have to, you know, you have to be aware of and have the right people around you, have the right resources in place, which is what we try to do to help, you know, educate our guys. But I don't think there's any question it'll lead to um, some young people, you know, missing out on some opportunity and probably making some bad decisions uh, along the way. That's Dabo Sweeney, head football coach for the Clemson Tigers. When we return, Coach Sweeney and I discussed a player-coach relationship and why Coach believes it's so important that his players know he loves them. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back to the Reform Sports Project podcast. Where Coach Sweeney and I left off, we are about to dig into the importance of the player-coach relationship, as well as what kids should be looking for as they're trying to become college athletes. You're definitely known for your leadership, obviously, a living legend coaching-wise. And, you know, there's a famous quote that I have found that I want to read to you, 20-year quotes again. And, and this is something I, I've tried to dissect this in my parenting and my own coaching. And I'm going to read it to you and I'm going to ask you about it. And it says, the key to coaching is love. It's not knowledge. It's not discipline. If you love them, you can discipline them. If you love them, you can yell at them and then laugh about it later. 
you know, I read that and I'm like, God, Lee, that, that's, that helps me as a parent. I get it. I happen to, you know, play college sports and I know what it's like to feel that bond, that love with a coach um, and to feel loved by a coach. But a lot of people hear love and they think of love for a child. They think of love for their spouse. What does it mean? Can you, what does it mean when you're a coach and you love your players? Like, can you kind of talk about that a little? Well, I think, you know, the, the greatest form of love is discipline. If you love your players, then you're going to tell them the truth, number one. Uh, regardless of if it's what they want to hear or not, you're, you're going to, you know, not look the other way when you know they're not doing what they're supposed to do. You know, you're going to have discipline and accountability. And then more importantly, you're going to have relationship. You know, you're going to, you're going to get to know them uh, on a level beyond just the field. I think that's very important. Um, and if players really know that you care about them and that you love them, and then it's demonstrating that. It's not just saying that. It's, it's demonstrating that by the people you surround them with, the resources that are made available to them, the things that you expose them to, the things that you talk to them about, the messaging that you have. I think every time you're in front of your team, there is no uh, wasted time. There is no meaningless time. It is every time you are talking to a young person, it is so important. Uh, and so all of those things, I think, demonstrate the love of the person, uh, not just, you know, making it about the ball. You know, so and again, uh, if you love them and they know that, then man, they're going to let you coach them. Um, and they're going to understand, you know, that everything that you're doing is coming with good intentions and it's coming from your heart. And, um, I think just like our kids, uh, have children, you know, you don't always like your children. Uh, (laughs) I know that feeling, (laughs) you know, but we always love them. Right. And I think that's, that's the key. I mean, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, you may not necessarily like that player uh, or they may not necessarily like you at a moment. But if you are connected with love, you're going to grow through that and uh, and get better. Coach, I want to ask you this one last thing because a lot of youth athletes, like I said, and sports parents will listen to this. But what would be some advice you'd give for young athletes who look up to these high level college players? You know, kids are watching highlights and they're watching Clemson play. You know, what can young athletes learn from watching and what should they be paying attention to to not only become the best athletes they can, but the best people they can? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's uh, plenty of great examples. Unfortunately, the bad examples get a lot of the press. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing is really study those who've had long-term success. Uh, you know, I, that's one of the things I love to do. Like, what made Kobe Bryant so successful for so long? Michael Jordan, you know, on and on and on. You know, Tom Brady. They all have these characteristics to them. The best of the best have certain characteristics, regardless of what they do. They all have those characteristics, and you can study that. You know, and you know, don't get don't get caught up in the outcomes. You know, focus on what it takes if you really want to be great. And everybody will say, "Oh, they want to raise their hand. They want to be great at something. They want to really do something." And so you have to set the goals to do that. But here's the thing: your commitment, your daily commitment, has to be greater than whatever goal you have. If your goal is to make it to college sports, then your daily commitments have to be greater than the goal. All right, it's just that simple. So many people want to do things, but they're not willing to do what it takes. You know, you see a lot of stuff on TV and you see this this outcome, you see this moment, you see this play or whatever. But there's an enormous amount of work that goes in that people don't see, you know. And so it's I would say to all those young people is, first of all, be involved, you know, surround yourself with the right people, have good friends, 
be excellent in everything that you do. Cause I think how you do anything is how you do everything. Like be a person of excellence, not just in your sports, in your relationships, in your schoolwork, you know, in everything, in serving your community, become a leader. Don't, don't sit around and wait to be led, you know, be respectful, um, you know, respect authority. Uh, those are all things that I think as you're growing up are, are very, very important. And then again, get your house in order, get your academics in order, understand that this social media world that you're growing up in, whatever you, you know, you're responsible for your words and, and your pictures that you post and all those things. And, and here's the thing, those things aren't going away. So you're posting something at 14 Guess what? When you're 24, it's still going to be there, and you're going to be held accountable for what you did. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. So, you know, really understand the bigger picture. And then, you know, you've got to put the work in. There's no substitute for work ethic. Uh, nothing's going to happen. It's, as I always tell our players, it's way more grind than it's shot. You know, and uh, greatness don't go on sale. You've got you to put the work in, uh, be a young person of character. Uh, you know, what you're doing when nobody's watching, is that something that, that you're proud of? What separates the best of the best is they're great when nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. It's when the stands are empty. That's when championships are won. You know, everybody shows up on game day. So, again, it goes back to your daily commitment being greater than whatever goal you have and studying those who've been consistently great. You know, not, not a not a one-time thing here or there, but consistently over and over and over again, those are the type of characteristics that you want to study and you want to emulate. And then the last thing I would say is don't ever get caught up in being the best. Just get caught up in being your best. Because when you try to be the best, you start comparing yourself to other people, and I think that's a very dangerous thing. What you need to learn to do is take what God gave you and make the best of it and, and work every day to be your best. And if you can focus on being your best in everything that you do, then eventually you're going to become your best. And maybe your best is good enough to be the best. Who knows? But if you're not committed to being your best, you'll never know. So those would be some of the things that I would say to the young people out there. And then also, man, enjoy your journey. Have some fun. And, and then I would, I, I, I couldn't not answer the question without, you know, speaking to my faith. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, the plans for good, not disaster, plans to give you a future and hope. So uh, what that verse says to me is that there's hope in the future and there's power in the present to deal with whatever situation you're dealing with. And so you've got to have a great, you got to be able to dream big and, you know, have a vision for what you want your future to look like. And and vision is a function of your heart. So really put your heart into whatever it is you're doing and truly, truly, truly have a vision for it. Believe it. And then you've got to go put the work in and you got to do it day in and day out. And when you have a setback, when you have a disappointment, when you have adversity, when you have a coach that you feel like hasn't, doesn't see the greatness in you, guess what? You've got to continue to believe you can't ever quit. Uh, And if you can live by those things, um, and treat people well as you as you go along your journey. Then, uh, when it's all said and done, you'll be you'll be happy with what you accomplish. Coach Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney, the Clemson Tigers. I cannot thank you enough, sir, for coming on, taking your time. I'm truly humble, truly grateful. Thank you so much, Coach. You got it. My pleasure.
That's Dabo Sweeney, head football coach for the Clemson Tigers. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.